Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Family Business Today, where every family business has a story to tell and a step to take to not only thrive, but working together, create a lasting family legacy. I'm your host, Greg Lewis. Our guest today is Max Steele, president of J.C. Steele & Sons in Statesville, North Carolina. Mac, along with his cousin, Marianne Steele Clark, joined the family business in 2010, founded by their great-great-grandfather, J.C. Steele, way back in 1889. Mac oversees all worldwide sales and customer service. J.C. Steele & Sons is the corporate parent of the Steele Group and the global leader in stiff extrusion machinery and solutions for customers in heavy clay, iron and steel, ferro alloys, and gypsum wallboard. Mac has an undergraduate degree from the University of Georgia and an MBA from Wake Forest University. Well, hello, Mac. Hey, Greg. Hey, thanks for joining me for this edition of Family Business Today. I've really been looking forward to our conversation today to learn more about J.C. Steele & Sons and your family's secrets to success in building a family legacy that has lasted through five generations in over 133 years. So let's get started. So J.C. Steele & Sons was founded in 1889 in Statesville, North Carolina, as a brick manufacturer. J.C. Steele & Sons has expanded both in products and in service areas, and today is a diversified international family-owned business. Tell us the story of how J.C. Steele started the business in 1889 and what J.C. Steele does today. So J.C. Steele was an interesting man and he actually served in the Confederate army and was actually at Appomattox courthouse when they surrendered. And so he walked home and like most small towns in the Southeast, they were in pretty rough shape and he had a carpentry background and he was able to turn that. He was mechanically minded and turn that into running a sawmill and then, and then working for some brick plants, running some brick plants. And ultimately he had the opportunity to run a unique brick plant with a technology using screw extrusion. And so he was, was known for making his own parts because this machine was actually out of the Midwest. It was German design and it struggled to get parts. And so he set up a small machine shop and foundry to make his own parts. And then word got out and he started making parts for his fellow brick makers and competitors in the area. And then in, in 1887, he actually started designing a hand truck. And so brick making in, in the late 1800s isn't like what brick making is today. It was, it was all very manual, very low mm -hmm. tech. And he invented more or less a hand truck, a hand truck that now we all have in our garage. We definitely all have them in our factories, but it was used to load and unload these, these, um, small brick kilns and so he filed a patent in 1889 and his first son came to work with him shortly thereafter and he started selling this this hand truck as well as parts in and around the local brick industry so he's a brick uh, maker at the start but he was he was always committed to helping helping make brick better straight straight from the get-go that's that's great that's interesting well let's Let's jump ahead uh, 120 plus years now. Uh, you and your uh, cousin, Marianne, are the fifth generation of the Steele family at J.C. Steele and Sons. Uh, just on your particular instance, Mac, did you always know you were going to work in the family business? Tell us a little bit of the story on how you got started at J.C. Steele. 
So you're right. Uh, Marion and I are fifth generation and, and, and the short answer is no, I didn't always know I was going to work <laughs> in the family business. Once you get to the fifth generation, there are a lot of cousins out there with the same relation to JC. And actually this past weekend, I was invited uh, with my wife to go celebrate Pine Hall Bricks 100th anniversary. And Pine Hall Brick was actually started by JC Steele's fourth son, Flake Futhi, in 1922. He bought a brick plant and he went over there and started running Pine Hall Brick. And the reason I tell you that is I sat at dinner with a gentleman who's a fifth generation descendant of JC Steele, and I had never met him before. Hmm. And so that's that's what a family does once it gets to the fifth generation and my wife uh summed it up because my trivia question is when someone comes in tours and they ask about the family and and they say i say how many great great grandfathers do you have in your family tree (laughs) and typically they'll look at me and they'll and they'll start doing math and 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 i said they're not alive i know that And, and 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 then i said you have eight right and so and, and, and we share one of eight. And my wife very succinctly said, yeah, there's seven other groups of people like this in your life that are out there. And, you, yeah. and it's kind of like, that's a weird way to think about yeah. um, your, your family lineage. And, and we just have the common denominator of, of, of JC being in our tree and we know him. And so therefore we have relations with people that otherwise we probably wouldn't know and, and definitely wouldn't speak to as frequently as we do. So uh, I was I worked for a startup, uh, tech startup, uh, shortly after college. I was uh, I was always interested in international things. I studied Spanish, and but I was I, I liked the entrepreneurship uh, approach. And like every young twenty year old, I thought I was going to get rich quick. And I've learned that it takes a lot of hard work and doing things the right way over and mm-hmm. over again. And so. But I work, uh, it was a tech company in Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, they continue to do very well. Stark RFID, they do event management, all sorts of interesting things with, with RFID technology. But my dad asked me in uh, 2008 to come back, and I wasn't uh, quite ready to leave at that time. And then he asked me again in 2010, and he sweetened the deal by offering an opportunity to go work for our subsidiary in Australia for two years. And so um, I... Uh, I took that opportunity and moved down there in June of 2010 and, and uh, started learning about the business really from, from that day forward. Okay. So you, you uh, didn't just automatically given the keys to the kingdom or the office. Uh, you went out to the, uh, your uh, work in Australia to sort of learn the business before coming back uh, to the uh, corporate, corporate uh, offices. That's correct. And so sorry, just to interrupt, Greg, but that's always been kind of the MO of the company is they don't let people just come and automatically have their first job in in Statesville. And so Marion, my partner, uh, she she worked for PwC and and so she's a CPA and and has a um, master's in finance from London School of Economics. And so she uh, she brought a very strong background and understanding uh, how businesses work based on all of our experience at PwC. And so uh, we, we, we both came into the business right around 2010. I think I was in June and she came in August. And so, um, and she and her dad and my dad, David and John ran the business together 
throughout the fourth generation for about 40 years together. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that in a, in a second, but it's, so it's obvious since you're fifth generation and you, you uh, mentioned just a little bit that you obviously didn't know JC uh, <laughs> from 120 years ago and who founded the business, but tell us uh, from your own perspective uh, as a fifth generation family member, why is it important to remember and share the steel family legacy and values to today's family members, team members, and customers? Well, if you you ask what's the secret, right? The secret yeah. is people. It's it's not a secret. It's it's our great people. I mean, we have a guy right now. Uh, who's worked for us. He's a fourth generation non-family member working for us. You know, wow, we have great, we have uh, great, great people. And JC and, and really throughout all the generations, it was a commitment to those people. So one of the things in Statesville that we've uh, never had to do in the history of our company is have a, 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 a permanent layoff of any sort. So in 133 years, we've never laid anybody off permanently. And that includes going through the Great Depression and the Great Recession. And it's a, wow. and, and it's really the commitment of that leadership and from JC all the way through to our people, understanding we we share the good, we share the bad. And so we we feel that's one of the things that's helped us continue to maintain our position in the industry is having that consistency in our workforce. And, and they know what we stand for and, and, and they appreciate that. The other the other piece is as far as customers is concerned is the brick industry, like a lot of industries, it was a family owned business. And so we have relationships with with families that go back over 100 years. And and that also helped us that that shared DNA of family business and, and the relationships that have been cultivated over all the years. And, and you know, I, I, I like to say that J.C. started making parts and machines for himself right he understood sure. what it what what it was and what a brick plant needed and so that dna of of servicing brick machines i mean his designs were based on simplicity you know reliability and and and, and so he very quickly started producing machinery that was respected because he knew what he wanted in a brick machine and 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 you know for a long time uh, we've been product centric, right? But at the very get go, he was customer centric. He was his own customer. Yeah. Sure. But he was still focused on giving customers that product. And then, um, you know, we come from Statesville, North Carolina. Uh, it's right at the crossroads of I-40 and I-77, but it's got a really, it's in Iredell County. It's got a strong agricultural presence. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been a leader in the state in agriculture for a, a long time. And so what that gave us is, a very reliable workforce in the area of good, competent, smart folks who grew up on farms or on, on little tracts of land, and they can fix things. They're mechanically minded from the get-go. And so uh, we've just benefited from being in the right place. We've got great customers. We, we're right in the middle of the clay belt where they make the best brick. And so it, it allowed us to grow with our customers, with the industry. And we just we just have the best people uh, working for us. And so it's really, we're just really grateful to be uh, surrounded by great people and continue to be able to provide them a a, a healthy place to earn a living and provide for yeah. their family. 
Thanks. Thanks for sharing that, Mac. I, I hear it over and over when uh, talking with family, multi-generational family businesses. We think about the multi-generation of the family who owns the business, but I hear story after story after story of multiple generations of families who are non-family members who work in the business. And that's really a, a, an awesome story and awesome legacy uh, that that um, that I think this makes for the success of a great uh, uh, family business that's able to go on for generation to generation. Uh, thanks. Thanks for sharing that. Yes, sir. Well, uh, you know, one of the things that we do is, is it's really about uh, leaning in and learning from from families who have been successful in transitioning. And uh, of course, uh, we're finding that many families are, are uh, uh, post COVID. And you mentioned the great uh, recession uh, 10, 11 years ago, and now we're coming out of that. Uh, but one of the things, though, the people, the Small Business Administration has said that over 40% of privately owned, family owned businesses are planning on transition or considering transitioning in the next five years. And the primary reason for failure is a lack of planning. What advice can you offer to a family business owner uh, considering transitioning to the next generation? Greg, you're going to love this plug. Uh, and and it's it's working with professionals, right? One, mm -hmm. having a plan, but working with a professional. And Marion and I have had, the, uh, we've got a, we have a family board and, and they've given us some, they've been very helpful. And, and one of the things is that they recommended a lady by the name of Sarah. King and her company's Optimum Insights, and she's a she comes from the CCL, the Center for Creative Leadership yeah. School, and she worked there for a number of years. Great and, school. and and I can't uh, think about her without having the biggest smile on my face on how much she's helped both of us individually and then collectively. And so we worked with her, and we went through all the 360 and personality, and really what <laughs> she she helped us yeah. understand that yeah, stylistically we're we're oil and water. But we complement each other because our values are aligned. And you, you know, you ask question like, how do we, how do we, uh, how we maintain over the generations? And in the, in the, it's it's generation generation. Those values have always been consistent, right? It's taking care of your customers, being fair, yeah. being fair to your employees. And so she and I share those same values, but we are different. And and so we we have worked with Sarah, and 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 she has allowed us to really grow as a team and, and from where we started to where we are right now, I mean, Marion is not just my business partner. She's a good friend. She's a confidant. She knows so much about our business and business in general. And so she, I mean, it's just, the, it's the best thing to have a partner in a relationship like that in, in, in business. And so consider that the dual head is, is not normal for a lot of folks, but it's something that we've done. JC Steele and Sons really, I mean, there's never been a clear, like, this is the CEO. It, it's always been a shared responsibility going back, not so much in the second generation, but more documented in the third and in the fourth. Each steel had their own kind of area of excellence, and they worked together as a team. And And so helping, having that, that coach and that ability to work with a professional to help David and John plan their transition and 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 they did a great job. David was instrumental in, 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 in making sure that we were prepared. 
John retired a little bit earlier, but David stayed on and then and, and he was a little bit younger and helped us through his last years and our first years just being there as 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 he was for his entire career just super steady great sounding board and and you know you 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 don't realize what 40 years of experience comes with and he had more institutional knowledge in his pinky toe than we'll ever hope to have and so it was just he it was a really well done uh transition and and but but having that guidance and and david worked with sarah and we all kind of put a plan in place and then we 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 did the work you know uh yeah. and 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 had to look in the mirror and realize that if we wanted to to take the next step we we're gonna have to do that work and i'll say everyone congratulates us when they see us they say 133 years you said it congratulations fifth generation that's amazing i said hey congratulate the first four you know, Marion right. and our Marion and our in our actual official first year standalone. David was a little bit part time, um, 2020 and 2021, and so yeah, we we were able to take over the leadership of a very strong and vibrant business that was under the leadership of David and John and all the great people that they've had working for them. And so that's that's our goal is to continue to cultivate this this uh, company to be able to be what it's been for the previous 133 years yeah yeah well thanks thanks for sharing that well let's take a, a little bit step uh further with that as we say that family is family and business is business and never the two shall meet unless of course you work together in a family business and we know that siblings and cousins and even moms, dads, and children don't always agree on everything. Uh, how how do you and Marion uh, deal when you disagree on uh, a challenge or an opportunity, uh, a solution? Uh, what's your secret sauce to that? Well, so um, we, we first thing, we give each other benefit of the doubt knowing that our our approach and our response is always directed in what's best for the business. Right. And so, and, and having that conversation and, and, you know, I credit Sarah with giving us a bunch of the tools that we needed to be able to work through that. Cause it is sticky. You know, you do come with, um, with, with pre-existing relationships or, or things sure. that you don't really understand. And you're like, why, why is that? And, and, and you have to really kind of almost, tear down the relationship and then build it back the way that you want it. And and she and I are different from our dads, no doubt. We're similar in a lot of ways, but different yeah. in a lot of ways. And so we, 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 we talk um, very frequently. I mean, we talk daily on tactical things, but we also take the time to, to catch up. And just the other day I was talking to her and I said, yeah, I like those catch ups because the longer we go, the more you can start, telling yourself stories and creating things that aren't really there. And so it's, it's that communication and, and just putting a lot of emphasis on having really strong communication and, and, and like we do in business, we, we try and always make the decision what's best for the long term, And, and, and that's the same thing with a relationship, right? Not trying yeah. to get short-term wins or, or short-term benefits that can have a negative impact on that relationship. Her relationship is the most important relationship I have in the business. And so um, 
we we take a long term approach to to making sure that we don't we don't compromise that relationship. Sure, sure, sure. Well, uh, obviously, what's best for the business and communications uh, are keys uh, to to success, and and also be working towards common go. And after all, sometimes we have to ask ourselves. May sometimes the other person may be right, and so being able to to listen to that. Well, uh, going back to two thousand eight, uh, your your dad asked you to uh, uh, join join the business. Uh, I had similar situation in our family business after I was coming out of school years ago, uh, and you you decided not to, but in two thousand ten you did. Uh, some of our listeners uh, may be the next generation who may be considering joining the family business. What questions should they ask before they join the, their family business? Shoot, Greg, I don't, I don't know. You're making me laugh a little bit because I sure didn't know what questions to ask when I was joining. No, <laughs> well, we're looking is, for uh, your wisdom for others. My, my wisdom for others. Uh, <laughs> I think you just you need to ask maybe how is this going to impact our relationship. Um, you know, the, the family, the working with your third cousin's a little bit different than working with your dad uh, in, in that, as you said, there's sometimes some relationship struggles because you've, uh, I joked that I've been working for him for 41 years, you know, when, <laughs> when, when folks uh, talk about working with him, but it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's just clarity. It's role clarity. It's expectations. It's it's understanding. I mean, it is a business. And that's the thing that I say to a lot of people. It is a business with a family of common owners. And and so you have to understand what's my role for the business in understanding that um, you're going to you're going to be looked at differently. You're going to be evaluated differently. And so asking yourself, do I have the skill set to make this business better? Right. Where do you see me growing in this business and not just going into it with the air entitlement that I'm going to take over uh, your seat when you retire? Mm -hmm. Understanding. Talking about the transition long before the transition happens, you know, I mean, we it wasn't it was um, we were we were for. 10 years before the transition started happening to put us into senior leadership. And there were years where we weren't sure what the plan was. And so having, having that conversation on the front end and just, just being involved in the discussions about the transition, uh, that's, that's, that's probably. Yes. Having the conversation, um, um, well in advance of the transition and making sure that everybody uh, uh, understands what it is. I, I, I think about uh, Prince Charles, I call it the Prince Charles syndrome. He, uh, he's known all these years that he's next in line for the throne, but until the queen abdicated the throne, uh, uh, he wasn't going to be the uh, be the king. And I think it's the same way in the family business. You have to have patience. You have to to, to wait, but you have to listen, learn, and and uh, really define what your your role is going to be in it today, to um, to know what it's going to be in the future. Well, uh, that that's great. So so just 
building on that. So uh, you and Marion have sort of really taken on reins fully uh, just this past year. Where do you see yourself in five years, Mac? So well, we both have young families and that's important to us. And and so we, we are going to continue to push and grow the business. We have 10 locations worldwide. We have over 500 employees worldwide. We have a lot of potential globally as well as domestically. And we want to we want to continue to push the envelope and see where we can bring our skill sets to make those individual companies part of something greater. And so our unique skill sets allow us to bring different perspectives and energy into areas of the business that we think are going to help build on the legacy that the generations before us hmm. uh, brought brought into into the company. Oh, well, thank, thanks for sharing that. Well, you, you sort of started on the, the answer to the uh, next question. Uh, uh, is there a next generation of J.C. Steel, Steel family business leaders out there? I mean, yes, there are. Are they're they steel? <laughs> no, I, I don't know that they're steels. Um, it, it, at some point, you have to ask yourself, does, the, does this person – have the skill set needed to help take the business in the direction that needs to be taken for the customers, for the shareholders, for the teammates that are, that are, are working there. And so uh, it's uh, David Steele asked me that one day and I said, I'll never ask my kids to come work for JC Steele and sons mm -hmm. because it's too hard for a kid, a child to tell their parent. No, it's sure. It, and, but I'm not going to discourage them if one of them's interested. Sorry. Our phone ring. It might have. Well, that's fine. Can, can you hear me all right? Sorry. Oh, I hear you fine. Uh, that's great. Um, it, you know, it's a family business comes with, with a lot, right? It comes in and. And what you really need is for someone who's going to be in the business, who's going to help continue to push it. And, and, and if one of my children wanted to join and on their own, I would have no problem uh, encouraging them like I would any other talented young, young person who wanted or person who wanted to join the business. That's me. That's uh, and, sure, and so that's, sure. that's my, that's my approach to it. I've oh, looked sure. at, I've, I, I'll share just a, another a little bit of a story. We own a company in Germany called Händler Machine and Anlagenbau, and they are actually 152 years old. And they were owned by um, uh, the, the Händler family for almost 130 of those years. Wow. And, and what I have seen in the last 15 years, we have a managing director over there who's not a Händler, but he worked for the company He's, he's worked for the company now over 40 years. His name is Gerhard Fisher. And you see when you have a talented manager, what they can do for a family business. And he, he was able to make that business better. And, and it still feels like a family business there. The people are still much like the folks we have in Statesville. They've worked there for multi-generations. They consider themselves, you know, you know, the, 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 the slogan, Ich bin Henle, I am Henle, you know, our mm -hmm. folks carry that same flag of I'm steel, you know, I'm, I'm as much steel. And, and I say that there's as much steel as, is is Marion and I are, and, sure. they, and they, and they carry that. And so 
there is talent um, throughout our organization in, and who's to say that they aren't the right people to take it to that next level. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I know Mac from our own experience as family business advisors that we do see and working with uh, families, especially third and fourth generation uh, families, uh, more and more of them are going to non-family member CEOs of the company and either family members are taking uh, more specific roles that, that are around the board and governance or f- the family uh, offices or whatever and allowing, bringing in uh, other people to actually run the company um, at, at those points in time. So it's a good point what you said about the company in Germany uh, to do that because sometimes you can actually uh, take your business higher than you ever thought possible by bringing in other people with other perspectives and other expertise. Yeah, I mean, well, it's just, well, I'll just share one. It, it's diversification, right? Yeah, at the end of yeah. the day, they talk about diversity and leadership and throughout your company and looking for diversity. And yeah. and and our company's named JC Steel and Sons. And my partner is the first uh, female executive in the history of the company. And she makes us better. She has a different perspective. And sometimes sure. if you if you aren't able to tap into talent outside, you, you miss out on that ability to 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 grow and learn what the rest of um, the industry. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's very much so. Yeah. The, um, well, you know, uh, er every family eventually ends at the dinner table, uh, whether it be uh, you and, and, and uh, your family or you and your dad and uh, your broader family or whatever. And, and, one of the things you've talked about that's been very important is communications and conversations. What does the Steele family talk about around the Sunday dinner table? It's not extrusion equipment. We used to joke <laughs> that my dad was was in the CIA because he traveled all over the world selling brick-making machinery. But we didn't ever talk about it. I, I, I really started learning more about our business. Uh, sure, I knew we made brick-making equipment and then we had a bunch of brick customers, but really it learned the most when I started working for the company in 2010. You know, I'm, I'm the middle of three boys and my, and my mom and dad, the thing I knew about the brick industry is we used to host people from all around the world. And, and my mom was the most regal of hosts and, and my dad would bring them in and, and she'd, she'd host them and then they, they go on their way and hopefully they buy a little bit of equipment. My older brother is, he has a development in Asheville, North Carolina called Wrong Way Campground. And it's it's basically a, a boutique deconstructed hotel right on the French Broad River. And then my my baby brother, he's in music management and, and he just moved back to our family farm, but he works for a company in Nashville and manages uh, some of the country's best musicians. And so oh, cool, we, cool. We, we, we all do our own thing. And most of the time when we're sitting around the dinner table, nobody wants to hear about, you know, uh, what we're putting through the front of the extruder <laughs> it's more interesting to talk about music or or what's yeah. going on in Asheville. and so yeah. we we talk we we try and keep business uh in the workplace you know it's it's tougher these days with cell phones and access and you know one of the things that i really tried to emphasize is you, you have to well, prioritize your family relationships you know that's <laughs> that's um really really important and it's hard to do 
Well, I can't imagine your mother uh, feeding three boys uh, at the dinner table growing up. Uh, I can imagine that uh, y'all weren't competitive at all. <laughs> no, we were. Bless her heart. I have I have a warm spot in my heart for all mothers of three boys. Uh, so we That's gave them a sure. hard time. That's for sure. Well, well, Mac, uh, it, it, uh, it's been really fun uh, uh, talking uh, to you today and hearing more about the great history and, and the story and uh, of of uh, J.C. Steele and Sons and and your abilities to transition from uh, generation to generation. And I know it's something that uh, many of our listeners are saying saying right now is is. Greg, why does it have to be so difficult? Well, you you've said it is. It's it's it is difficult, but if you stay focused on it's about the business and not about the the family, uh, that the the chances of success are going to be even greater. Well, what are some closing thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners before we end our our, our podcast today? Uh, the one thing I just say is that I, I think any business is difficult. Any business comes with its challenges, right? You're just sure. putting a layer of some family dynamics on top of it. And as long as you can talk through those, you have to, you have to continue to focus on what's best for the business. Um, you know, we, we have, we have a, we're doing a lot of stuff. We've diversified from, from uh, primarily servicing the heavy clay industry, making bricks. Handler makes a complimentary line of equipment in Germany, we have an engineering company in Denver, Colorado called Directs Engineering that can build really any kind of material processing plant that you would need, including dryers and kilns. And and, and where we, we're all focused is, is, is areas outside of heavy clay where we can use our existing knowledge and processes to to improve raw materials. And so we, we do a lot of work in kind of heavy industrial waste streams in the iron and steel industry and the ferro alloys uh, processing things like nickel dust and biocalls and in all sorts of different materials um, to to just help those customers extract value um, and, and we put a lot of information out on our LinkedIn channel as well as like I said at jcsteel.com you can learn a little bit more about us and, and we're always open to uh, seeing how we can help other people extract the value from their raw materials. Hmm. Well, Mac, thank you for being my guest on Family Business Today. Please accept our best wishes for continued success for you and for J.C. Steele & Sons to be the worldwide provider of machinery, process solutions, and services for handling and shaping of difficult, sticky materials. Well, thank you very much, Greg. It's uh, my pleasure. And wow. hopefully somebody out there finds a little bit of help as they wade through the, the complexity that is family well, business and family it. business transition. Sure. Well, as Max said, to learn more about J.C. Steele & Sons, visit their website at www.jcsteel.com. To our listeners, thank you for joining us for the Family Business Today podcast. Brought to you by the Tennessee Center for Family Business, located in Nashville, Tennessee, our passion is to help families create a positive environment where the family thrives, the business performs, and working together create a lasting family legacy. 
Would you like the opportunity to be in a small group community of like-minded family business owners and leaders and get access to years of experience and wisdom from other family business executives just like you? Well, if you answered yes, I'd like to invite you to consider joining a family business mastermind group. To learn more, visit our website at www.thefamilybusinessmastermind.com. Meanwhile, if you want to talk, we will listen. So until next time, Thanks for joining us.